0: Here we are, episode one of season one. Let's hope this does not turn out to be like the Game of Thrones. Start out good and bad. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> sorry <clears throat> for all those, that was a spoiler. Um, <laughs> that was really shitty of me. Um, one of the wonderful things about being a person like me is I'm a gamer. I love games. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a board game, uh, an actual game that you're outside playing, but I also love computer gaming. Um, that started with me at an early... I was about mm, about nine years old when my parents bought it. It was an Atari 2600. It was my parents' first placation attempt... To not have to really parent me as a child. They were happy to sit down. Lay down the money. Buy the Atari 2600. At the time it was probably fairly expensive. And plot me in front of it. And say there you go. That was their idea. Granted. It was probably my father who bought it. But my father was Air Force when they bought it. And he was never really home. So I'm, I'm not faulting my dad. He just wanted to make my life happy or my mom was complaining and my dad thought this was the solution because i had a very interesting home life but we'll leave that for a totally different subject um then i started uh really getting into the gaming I, i i love the the idea i'm not a programmer i don't program i'm dyslexic so programming for me just blows my mind i can't The lines of code just like, eh, forget it. Um, The the next thing they bought to placate my uh, childhood was a VIC 20. A really, a machine for a person who's dyslexic that you have to program out of four pages to make it work, to make it do something, is not the way to go that thing collected dust in the end it got put in the cupboard because i tried a number of times to read the books that the parents would buy me the magazines that would have all the um code how to build your own donkey kong um in it and it would never work for me because somewhere in the writing of the code i would make an error and it wasn't their fault it's The issue of being dyslexic and looking at a lot of words at the same time, I just can't do it. Words move, lines move, forget it. It's not something I could do. So that got put back on the shelf. And I feel sorry for my parents because they really did not understand my dyslexia. Um, In fact, they were kind of the mind that it was a matter of just being lazy when it wasn't. It, it, It never was. It was a disability that i have and the way they addressed it caused other issues but we'll leave that for a whole nother issue but then my love of gaming continued with the atari 2600 um friend of mine's a friend a few friends of mine had a uh nes so we got to goof off on that um, I never bought one of those. It, I just am not a console gamer, but yet I started on Atari Twenty Six Hundred. So go figure the difference. Um, but yes, I, I could not get into the NES. I, I it just was not my thing. Um, had an Atari. Had a um, my first computer was an eighty eighty eight, and it must've cost my parent a fortune to buy this computer. It was originally for them, but my mom at the time growing up had these issues where she would start something and then never finish it. It was never her desire to finish it. She was never going to finish it, but it was something that was important. My dad wanting to not only keep her happy because his own mental health was suffering and he wasn't talking about it, uh, did whatever, she wanted. Don't you know, believe me. There were some serious issues. We'll get into that another time, maybe on an on a on an episode about mental health and what it's like growing up as a child in that kind of environment. Um. So the the computer ended up falling to me until my mom started to catch on to she. The one thing she did very well, and I I, I give my mom credit for, is my mom loved genealogy. And when the computer started becoming integral part of her necessity to expand her genealogy, genealogical work, did it not turn a boat? But at that time, she advanced to a 286, and I was stuck with the 8088, which I was learning how to build um, things called BBSs, bulletin boards. So people would dial in and they'd surf. And it's kind of like a precursor to Facebook and um, except without all the pictures and all the drama um, and the memes and the videos and the fake news and the real news and all the other crap that goes with it. But, you know, it went on from there. And then I started to I I got a hold of a 486 um, later in life. Well, about a year or so later actually um and started goofing off with the games that came with that like commander keen oh so for those of us who are, who want to know i'm 50 years old so commander keen was like one of the first vga games i ever really got to play um followed by doom Doom was another one. It was like, here's these two games that had changed everything for me. Castlevania, I mean, not Castlevania, but uh, Castle Castle Wolfenstein. You know, the first one where you sat there and you got, it didn't really have a save. So either you finished it or you had to start all over. No one thought of, hey, you know, maybe people want to save at a certain point. No, this was the hardcore thing. If you died, you sucked. You go back to the beginning, and you know. And, th- and then there was my first RTS, which was Dune. Oh, Dune was an amazing game to play that first time it came out. You know. And then you had things like um, Sim City and and um, just a slug of other games. I mean, I, even to this day, I can go through my folder where I have every game on that I've ever purchased. Uh, it's, it's something I take pride in. I have hundreds of games. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I went and we progressed from there. We went into, you know, like for my own addiction, I went into, uh, Oh, I shouldn't use the word addiction. Cause it's not really an addiction, but it's a love. It's a passion. Went into the Pentium series, and the Pentium series for me was a changer in games. Really was. Um, Graphics started being improved um, to a point that they they looked amazing, and you thought they did. Now you look back and you go, God, what was I thinking? You know, X-Wing, TIE Fighter, X versus TIE Fighter, amazing games. X versus TIE against your friends. Doom, Doom 2 versus your friends. Oh, and then the game I love with an absolute passion. Even to this day, I don't care if the graphics are dated. And that is Quake. I have an absolute love for the game of Quake. Jack me in and call me a Quaker. Um... There was just nothing like it. It was like, okay, doom was good. Doom two was even better, but doom two, when you played multiplayer, if someone was near a wall and they were running, you could shoot your rocket and hit the wall and kill the person. and never hit them. Used to frustrate me completely when playing head to head with friends and they would always beat me because it did not get the mechanics of the game. It just did not compute. You should be hitting the person, not the wall. And the idea of splash damage didn't really make sense to me as a gamer at that point. Um, Then with Quake, it was like, yes, here's that dark, foreboding Quake world. And nine-inch nails in the background and and throwing your axe to hit somebody. Oh, yeah, Th- throwing an axe, that's the way, you know. Not give me something that I have to keep chasing you around and whacking you with. I can throw this thing now. And and weapons that you could actually have to use. Um, and and aim and take the time and say, there he is. He's making a break for it. I'm going to get him. Just when he thinks he's dead, going to make it, I'm going to snipe him. And, and, you know, and... the the idea of sniping became actual tactic in a game. You know, people call you camper, but it's not my fault. You think I'm camping. I'm just actually taking advantage of your lack of ability to look for me or your lack of ability to find solutions around me. And my addiction with Quake. Yeah. Ooh, Quake. Jackman. Um, <laughs> I even I even liked the weird Quake that came out, you know. I even had Quake Wars, which I loved. Um, and and then for me and other transitions, you know, Half Life was great. It was a wonderful game. It looked fantastic, played fantastic. Um, I just was not an overly big death match inside of Half Life. It just was too narrow minded for me. They put out Counter-Strike, which I loved Counter-Strike, so much fun, until it went public. It was it was nice when it was in beta. It was nice when it was a separate little company that wasn't charging people for it, that was unique on its own. And it changed the way that people played Half-Life. Um, they, for me, created a whole nether world. And that type of competition. I remember at the time we were living in Phoenix, Arizona, and me and a bunch of friends went to a competition. You know, this was the this was the point in time where you had land parties, where your work would have a land party. We had a monthly land party at my work, and we would sit around and everybody would be linked in. This went for a number of months until one of the upper superiors at the time got her knickers in a knot and decided that it was not good for business even though business people never saw it. But it was a wonderful opportunity. There were wonderful people that we gamed with at those LAN parties and there'd be like you know 10 people around a table playing games. We'd even do like real-time strategy like Command and conquer yeah what what a wonderful series what a wonderful set of games um, and different people had different views the only thing that ever bothered me was the Zerg rush I always hated the Zerg rush it was like to me it wasn't strategy it was just it was just brute force and it, it didn't really offer how you could strategically attack somebody and yeah, yeah. now looking as an older player, that was a hell of a, a decision. Um, the first person that did the Zerg rush. Hell of a good idea. Hell of a great strategy. Still think it's cheap? Still, still think it's cheap. Still think it's a horrible way to play. Um, but realistically, that's the way it worked. Um, loved it. Nowadays, you know, we, we're getting into the point where we have like um, battlefields, which are open, pretty much open areas onslaught for killing people. Um, and we still have the new Doom. Oh, oh gosh, that's so beautiful. Um, and now you have like I've been part of the community for a long time that likes to play real, um, role-playing games online. Um, we'll get into my role-playing addiction later in another podcast. Uh, the idea of playing online with other people and getting to know people is so wonderful. It's, um, I'm in a group right now of people that I am calling friends Um, Because I'm starting to get to know them. They're starting to get to know me. Um, And we have some wonderful time together. Uh, And we're all older players. So it's the drama of younger players that can sometimes enter into um, online role playing or stuff like that isn't there when you have the group about the same ages. In fact, for once, I am not the oldest person in the room. I'm one of the younger ones. And I, I kind of love it. it. It's nice because I have a lot of things in common with these people, so music tastes, um, family issues that we all understand. Hey, you know, I've got a kid that's acting up right now. I got to go take care of the kid. Or, hey, I've got diapers to change. Or, hey, uh, you know, I'm taking care of my grandbabies, you know. They're needing my help. I'll I'll be back in a couple hours. Or, or hey, I'm gonna go do something with my kids today. Or, like me. Oh, jujitsu night. You won't be talking to me. Oh, they got homework tonight. You won't be talking to me. Oh, we're gonna watch a movie tonight. You won't be talking to me. And everybody kind of understands that at the at this at this age level. And you, you look at it and you go, yeah, we have real lives at the same time. And real challenges to those lives. And it's quite a blessing to have this opportunity at this time. I still love games. Oh, And and the idea of taking games into movies. Yeah, I'm kind of not 100% sold on that. Um, yeah, the, the first attempt at Doom. Oh, I just wanted to throw a brick at the TV until they got to the part because the the whole movie was dumb plain dumb until you got to the part where you were looking at the first person shooter style and you were yeah hey i get that that's me that's me when i played doom that's me when i play you know uh Uh, when I play uh, Battlefield. And I think it's also interesting how you look at different types of gaming. You have, like, when you view a game, you can view it in first person, third person, or top down. Um, Certain games, you wish were not top down. You wish they were in third person. Like, I will play um, a death match in first person. I love first-person shooting in a deathmatch. Um, I like the strategy behind it. I like the ability not to see everything. Not the ability to change your camera angle to look around the corner. But I play a game with my uh, son, who's 13. Um, we've started playing that a while back. And um, we play a game called Guild Wars. And and Guild Wars 2. I originally got into Guild Wars when it first came out about the same time that WoW started up. And instead of being a subscription service, it was free. You bought the game, you owned the game, you can play on our servers. Loved it. Um, It lasted for a few years, it's still out there. You can can get it, you can play it. Uh, I remember a friend of mine running down to Hobart, so I live in Launceston, um, which is about three hours difference. He got on a bus and went to Hobart to pick these up because we didn't have a store here in town that would that would have it. So six hours later, Roman shows up with these wonder, these two games. Sorry, I dropped his name. Uh, shame on me. I'm sorry. I'm also a little stuffy. I'm having allergy problems. Um, and we had this wonderful opportunity to play this game first place here we were we were both avid gamers and we had the same kind of mindset we were grouping up together and and playing and this was wonderful i also played everquest in, back in about 2000 and loved that game had a wonderful good friend sean who we we goofed off together oh, another person's name i dropped sorry sean sorry Ron. um <laughs> Not like you're going to meet them, but hey, if you do, they're great people. Um, And I had a wonderful time goofing off with these individuals and playing games. I think that part of the community that is around games that a lot of people don't quite get is that you're getting interaction with people you're not just sitting behind a, a big screen looking at it and going i'm not doing anything na 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 my life's a waste no you're actually having conversations you're you're learning about people you're you're making friends um i do have a few theories on online friendships which yeah that, that other people may find a little um different but i think that if it expands from there wonderful if it doesn't don't be heartbroken about it because really it's an online friendship it's like you know you have people join your facebook all the time how much time do you actually take looking at all these um individuals shall we say (laughs) uh yeah but I, i like it i like gaming a lot it's it's wonderful it has its ups and downs. It removes you from the reality of life because sometimes life can be a bit difficult. I think we see a lot of kids that are online because the parents turn away from actual parenting, turn away from sitting down at the dinner table and and having a wonderful dinner and talking to their kids. It, um, which my kids and I, all electronics turn off at dinner time. They don't care who you are. I don't care what it is. The, even the phone turns off. We, we do not deal with the phone. Anything that has outward communication is off for dinner time. Um, we sit at the table together and we have a wonderful dinner. But that's a whole point when we come to talking about my parenting issues um, and my strategies. But for gaming, yeah, I love it. Love gaming. Love the idea of removing yourself from the world's woes to meeting some people who are also removing some of the world's woes and having the wonderful time. There is no difference between that or you going down to the pub or the bar and having a drink with some of your mates. It's only a difference in location. You do yours away. I do mine at home. Or going to church on Sunday and talking to your church friends. You do that, I do mine. Um, there is no difference in the social interaction. It's still good, it's still healthy. You get to learn about people. I don't necessarily think that about bars anymore. Um, 20 years, almost 20 years sober now. So, and yeah, I think that when, when you come down to it, it, there is no difference. So I... I really dislike people putting a shame on the gamers community i think they're it's healthy it's unique and it's wonderful and most of the people have met gaming don't care if you're white black asian straight gay lesbian or even transgender they don't care as long as you're a good person and they and it challenges the way we look at the world as well. And I have to say, if you if you're looking for a fun game, looking for a fun game, check out Guild Wars Two. It's free. You can download it. Yeah, it's not a. It is a plug. It's a plug because I enjoy the game. Um, it's a plug because I think it's a it's it's a rich environment, um, with a lot of really good storytelling. As a as an author who's trying to build my first fiction piece it is wonderful to play this game as a break away from the frustrations of of writer's block at times or the lack of desire to write it's it's wonderful to hear all these stories that they have weaved into this it has a major plot that goes from a to b okay so a plus b equals c which is the end game of guild wars but right now, in playing Guild Wars, it's A plus B. We do not know what C is yet because they keep adding things to it. And I really like that. And the storyline is very fluid. It, it's not like, um, you know, I know there's a lot of wild WoW players out there, and I have a lot of respect for um, what Blizzard has developed in that game. Not my style of game because I don't like the graphics. Um, but their plots go. A plus B equals C. New plot. A plus B equals C. I like Guild Wars because it's A plus B. We don't know what fully is C yet, because they keep adding new elements to that. That so it's A plus B plus D plus C plus, you know, and it just keeps going on down the line, and we we haven't really seen the full end game. And there's a lot of speculations. And then as you're walking around the world, you also get little stories that you pick up. So uh, looks like I'm coming to a close here. I'll try to keep it at about this every time. Um, I hope we've had a a lovely little chat about online gaming. I might make this number one or might make this number whatever. But I do like online gaming. It's, It's fun. Um, I hope you join me on um, Guild Wars. You can find me um, on Guild Wars. It's pretty easy. Um, my handle on Guild Wars is ShadowAlley.1087. You can find me. Um, I play in PvP. I play in PvE. And I play in World vs. World. I have some wonderful guildmates, some wonderful friends. And if you're a good person and need some help, drop in. We'll talk to you later. Have a good time gaming. Have a good time at life. And remember, there's no excuse for abuse. Bye now.